0: Hello, and welcome to episode six of the solo podcast of the Culture and Leadership Connections podcast. In this set of several podcast episodes, I'm going to be giving you a little bit of a taste of the book I'm writing called The Spirit of Work. The last one was about the relationship between our spiritual nature and the purpose of work and why it's so important to understand that. And this one is about cycles and stages in nature and in the spirit of work. In many countries of the world, there are four seasons, and the activities of nature affect human activity. You wouldn't imagine going sunbathing in the frigid winter or attempting to ski on grass. In countries where the seasons are more continuous, there are wet and dry cycles, or longer periods of darkness and sunlight, which changes the pace and activities of life. Why then do we try to force work into a continuous treadmill of never-ceasing activity? The variety of natural cycles ranging from seasonal to the differences in sunlight in the north teach us about work that is healthy and soul-sustaining. In the same way, the process of pregnancy and birth through to elderhood and old age are stages in life that can be seen as part of the natural development of life in a birth-to-death cycle. When one imagines a world where the soul inspires work and the qualities of the soul determine the value of human activity, Surely there will be more rhythm of seasons and an understanding of the stages of life in that work. Take, for example, the effects of shift work on human beings. The practice of 12-hour shifts over a period of two weeks or more, then changes of shift hours to vary between night and day shift, often with no time for the body to adjust, is an example of how lack of attention to the natural rhythms of nature affects us at a physical and a soul level. Shift workers live an average of six years less than non-shift workers, and they have a lot more health problems. When people work for a 21-day continuous shift, they suffer huge impacts to their health and well-being. Those who are not shift workers but manage or own businesses also work without stopping, continuing from 12 to 14 hours a day, often seven days a week. It has become a worldwide economic pattern that wages have not increased to keep pace with inflation, and everyone works longer hours for less pay. In the increased anxiety around keeping businesses profitable, making enough wages to earn to support your life, avoid cash flow issues, work addiction has become the norm. In this cult of overwork with its partner, Pride in Lack of Sleep and Poor Health, And its prodigy of increasing isolation and hopelessness, we can see the new religion of treadmill addiction to work. We must ask ourselves if we are engaging in soul promoting or soul destroying activity through this unhealthy focus on continuous work with no attention to cycles and no attention to development. We must learn to see the social reality we have created that glorifies addiction to work and then ask ourselves. What void is this attempting to fill? Certainly, in the natural world, one sees periods of intense activity and sacrifice, including exhaustive work of animals to feed their young. But these periods of intense activity are followed by periods of less intense activity and rest. Birds work tirelessly to feed their fledglings. Male polar bears lose weight and undergo significant stress defending their mates until the female polar bear gives birth. Salmon jump upstream to reach their spawning grounds. There is everywhere a sacrifice and toil in nature, just as there is sacrifice and toil in work and in life. But the sacrifice has a cycle, a rhythm, and a purpose. Sacrifice and toil towards a positive end and a life-enhancing purpose allows us to live in harmony with the natural changes and seasons and the processes of birth to death. If the sacrifices inherent in work have purpose and have a positive end result, Then periods of overwork help develop stamina. Purposeful sacrifice helps society meet its needs, strengthens families, nurtures children, enriches the collective whole, and gives back to the environment. How many products and services could be changed, repurposed, or eliminated from our current offerings if they were evaluated with the measure of being soul-enhancing, responsive to natural rhythms, and of benefit to children, family, society, and the planet? In the spirit of work, we recognize first and foremost that we are spiritual beings, that we have a spiritual purpose, and that we live in stewardship of others and the earth upon which we are privileged to live. This recognition is the very foundation of what is required to imbue work with the soul promoting qualities it so desperately needs in this day. So my call to action this time is really more a call to reflection. What do you think about this idea? How would your work be different if it respected natural cycles and seasons of people and the planet? What are the indicators of work addiction or sacrifice in your life? What could nature teach us about rewiring ourselves for healthy work instead of addictive work? What is the role of sacrifice and purpose within that context of naturally unfolding cycles and seasons? I don't have answers to these things, but I certainly have a lot of questions, and I'm sure it is related to how we can cure the current system of work that is not healthy for us or the planet. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. As I write, I just long to hear what others would add. It is interesting to introspectively consider a line of thought, but really it only becomes relevant if others can inform its development through their insights. So I would really welcome your comments. And you can comment on this or any of the podcast episodes, either the interviews or the solo podcast episodes in our Work and Culture Twitter account. You can send an email to Maria Shift Workplace. You can leave a voice message in my Skype account, which is AMGEDUC. And I really look forward to hearing those responses. On another level, if any of these musings inspire you to want to work with me, I would really love to hear from you. Who knows what that could be? Might be a project. Might be I become your client, you become mine. Might be that we have a great idea together. Or maybe we just have a moment of sharing, which can help to inform both of our work. Let's chat and see what might be beneficial to both of us. Thank you so much for listening. And may understandings and insights about work and culture continue to guide and inspire your day.